fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt has the football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. <laughs> and guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. That was an intro of epic proportions. That's all it needed. Well done. Ed can I mean, stick I around for another week. I mean, I also, I also ended it early for you, but you completely didn't catch that. Well, it, because it started to play again. <laughs> you yeah, didn't hear it, it fade out. So, I mean, it faded, but then it faded back in, and then it was started back up. But that's okay. It could have played a second time for all I care. I also didn't know if I could talk over it or if it, if you could do more than one audio. At the I don't same think time. there was. I don't think there was need to talk over it, but it does mute your audio while it's going on. So. We're still ironing out the games. <laughs> it is so, what it is. Like, it's only been like 12 weeks. That no, we've been one, doing... no one comes here for perfection. <laughs> let's be honest. So it is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. We, we just lost Jeff Howell. He's back. Also, Ed Mayhall running the production, self-proclaimed best producer on the third best podcast, three years running and going for four. Be sure to cast your vote on citybeat.com. For pardon the punctuation, best sports coverage. Uh, we're, I, I think we, I think we can do this again. Four, four straight years. I don't see why not. I'll post it online again. And as I mean, always, I am Aaron Smith, everything. and this is pardon the punctuation. So, um, what, Jeff and I are both wearing camo tonight. I didn't, I didn't get the camo memo. Uh, Nor I, would I have had anything to be quite it's honest. It's just my. It was a Christmas gift. That's my new. Uh, actually, I guess this was a birthday gift. Is it? It's a new. It's Bengals. Mine's mine's for Evan McPherson. Well, we can't. We can only see four. Oh, the yeah. brand. Yep. Oh, and then we didn't the see anything. It was it was camouflage. Yeah, I think it's good. It's, uh, yes, yeah. Oh man, you could have stood. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> so. Sunday was a very special day. It was our Saturday, I take I take it back Saturday because you know Saturday playoffs, oh. Sunday playoffs, Monday playoffs. Sunday was Why? a special day too. I sure. would say Sunday was still special. Yeah, it's still special today. But Saturday ended the curse of Bo Jackson. It ended the thirty-one year drought. It made the Reds the longest <laughs> team to go without a playoff win at this point in time oh, for the reds to playoffs playoff series but it's the same same thing yeah uh, to, they, to advance want, to, they, to advance in the playoffs right yes um they're, they're now the, the franchise with the longest drought in all of professional sports i believe since 1995 we did it uh and and uh that was a big deal. That was a really big deal. And of course, we'll get into what happened in the game, but 
just to talk about the emotions of it all first. Um, what is, what were you, what was going through your head as you were downtown commandeering a uh, an illegal drone over the stadium, Ed? <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. I'm not a part of Drone Gate. Um, although, I mean, that would be pretty cool to get that shot. You know, if if I was allowed. Uh, by FAA rules, which I am not allowed by FAA rules. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, DJI shouldn't even let me fly there. So somebody did a little bit of hacking. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was an exciting game. Well, you were watching at home with your kids, right? Correct. We were watching now, at home. Did you watch had... the actual broadcast or the Nickelodeon broadcast? Was I don't have Nickelodeon. Think, I don't think there was a Nickelodeon version. Yeah, that's, of... That was Good. the second game. Good is my yeah. response to that. There was only one one Nickelodeon broadcast this weekend. That kid was pretty good. Did that announcing or did that commentating? He was pretty good. Anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, we the boys and I, uh, you know, sat around the TV uh, again. Bryce is excited. Hey, is this a big football game? Yeah, it is. Oh, I can't wait. Didn't watch a minute of it. Um, but we had some chicken. Yeah, some chicken wings and some pizza. Um. Enjoyed enjoyed a good game. Uh, didn't ever, I don't think, once uh, turn into that Cincinnati fan like, oh, here we go. We're going to lose this. Um, I thought we were going to tie it at the end and then just come back and win. Um, but, I mean, all in all, it's a pretty good game. A lot of injuries. Don't want to see that. Don't want to see those injuries at all. Um, wish we could have done a little bit more of the running game. I think there might be – I haven't done any research, but is there any was there anything well, well, wrong with Joe Mixon? Okay, we we'll, good. We'll, we'll break down the game, but uh but all in all it's exciting. Um got to see, you know, they did like the zooming of the of the city and everything like that. All the buildings lit up orange. Boys were and excited about that. You bring that up, and one of the gripes I have against the, the city being lit up there in the way that they did it is the night prior, every building downtown was lit up orange, it seemed. It, it was. was the P and G building. You had the American, um, what is it? The American, the great, Amer great, American, great American, yeah, great American insurance or whatever. The, the tiara was orange. Um, you had the Cincinnati on the Duke energy. That's always missing several light panels, light panels. for some, some reason. <laughs> how, I, how they don't have that 100% all the time as an energy company is still beyond me. Um, but, uh, you had the Fifth Third building. You had all of the buildings downtown lit up orange. But then for the actual playoff game, and I don't know if maybe it just looks prettier if it's white or whatever, I thought it looked fantastic lit up orange. And I thought it was just a show of unity lit up orange. And I don't understand why when the actual game happened, we went ahead and flipped the switch and got them all back to white. So we were a little bummed about that. So the boys wanted to see. You know, I was like, hey, boys, look, it's downtown Cincinnati, lit up in orange. Oh, we want to go see it. I said, all right, well, if the Bengals win, we'll head down there. So after they won, we head down there. And, Is this uh, when you were getting your drone? Yeah, when I was picking up my drone. Um, so we we headed down there. You dick. Uh, we headed <laughs> down there and, uh, you know, check out the city. You're right. Not all of them were orange, as they, as they showed on the TV. Uh, you know, I guess that was footage from the night before. Um, but a good majority of them were, so the boys enjoyed that, drove through the city, saw some of the excitement. Uh, the boys thought everybody, well, the youngest, thought everybody that was wearing a Bengals jersey was a Bengals player. Um, That's great. Yeah. And then uh, 
couldn't get anywhere close to the stadium. He wanted to see the stadium, couldn't get anywhere close to it. Uh, what should have been 10 minutes downtown was definitely 45 minutes to an hour. Picked up some chicken nuggets and came home. Jeff, what was what was the energy like at your house watching the game? Um, like, Carrie and I have had had season tickets for you know uh, about a five year span before kids when you know it was easier to, to make that happen. Um, and I obviously like the rest of us been a Bengals fan since I can remember you know going out to my dad dragging me down to games and you know. <laughs> peeing behind semi trucks on the way into the stadium because I had to go to the bathroom. There's nowhere else to go. Of course. Um, those kinds of things. Uh, who has And uh, exactly. I mean, as an adult. I'll say, I'm okay with that. Have at I, it. I don't even go behind semi trucks. I'm usually in between people's <laughs> cars in the parking lot, but you know, whatever. It's what it is. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um so like I, I mean I didn't think that I, I I don't know. I guess I didn't expect like the the level of emotion to hit um my my kids were all watching the game um, with my wife upstairs, and I heard a lot of you know there was a lot of jumping up and down and things like that going on throughout the game. And then my oldest came down and watched the uh, watched the the fourth quarter uh, with me in the basement. And uh, yeah, I was it, it was more of like a kind of a sense of relief. Um, I did I did yell pretty uh, pretty loud on the. Uh, the interception, um, I think a lot of people did. You know, I, I, I don't have a video or anything of that. Uh, you know, pictures or whatever that a lot of people took. I didn't even really think about any of that. It was kind of uh, just this uh, shock. Like I said, like a, like a sense that that sense of relief. You know, like as the game started, and there were a couple, you know, pretty pretty glaring opportunities to. Uh, to really, I think, put the game out of reach early on. Um, and, you know, we settled for some field goals, whatever. And we can talk more about that as it comes in. But, you know, those things happened. Um, I was still confident that the you know the Bengals were going to be able to finish it off. Uh, but I, I thought that it was going to get kind of tight, and it did. Um, and then you got a guy like Jermaine Pratt that just, you know, came through in probably the biggest moment uh, of the game there. And I screamed, and then I just sat there and stared at the screen, uh, like it really happened. We're uh, we're moving on. We've won a game, uh, and I know like Joe Burrow's had some comments to that. <laughs> that since, he has, um, and their comments that we expect to come from him, and they're they're not in any way disrespectful of anyone else. It's just the the level of confidence that he carries and the level of confidence this team has. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just a, a wave of relief that you know we don't have to hear about how long it's been since the Bengals have have uh, won a, a playoff game. Like, yeah, you know, you guys have been there. I think Aaron sent us a message on uh, Friday or Saturday uh, before the game about like saying like, oh look, you know, like the Bengals have actually made. There's only like nine teams I think that have made the playoffs more um it since like 2002 the Bengals have been there like eight times um I think that was including this one uh because obviously they hadn't won the game yet and uh it 
we all know that the Bengals have been able to get to the playoffs. Like they, there was a stretch of time where like they weren't, they were not a bad football team. It was a fun team to watch, and it, mm-hmm. it just never getting over that that playoff hump just never happened. Uh, ever, and it, that's always been what everybody says. Like, oh, you're a Bengals fan, yeah. Well, you know, like, they can get there sometimes, but then that's it. You know, they're a one and done team. Everybody looks to be like, all right, we got the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. Like, it doesn't matter that we didn't get the the first round by because we got the Bengals, so it's like a bye. I mean, and, we lost to the Jets. In the uh, first round, I was there. Me too. Uh, like, you bring up a good is, point, uh, Jeff. Like, not having pictures or anything, but it was cool to uh, like check out the pictures and everything that were coming in through Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Just people down there. I mean, normally people are down there hours before the game, but I'd seen people that were down there like nine thirty in the morning for a four thirty kickoff. Like, it was pretty. Oh, cool. it was. It it was I mean that what I think sixty six thousand two hundred and seventy seven I think is the the announced most, attendance which is packed. obviously above I think it's like a thousand over um capacity. over what capacity there so yeah I mean the 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 who day faithful showed up and showed out and it was loud I mean it was loud sea of orange they hit one hundred and fifteen like, decibels I think was the actual um, people had it recorded on their Apple watches that I had no idea you could actually record your Decibel the decibel. Yeah, it tells you like if it's healthy for your ears, which yeah. I don't think that probably is. But no, um, it, it it was seriously impressive uh, to see on TV. Obviously, you know, I think we none of us were actually at the game, so um, it was a it was a a show of force for the city of Cincinnati to to be out and down there and proud and have it. They like I've said, I tweeted it out. The game was a chance to fuse the fan base between the folks who have been heartbroken for repeatedly and force fed a product that was garbage for a long time and told, you know, just be happy. You have a professional team. Um, Cause that was kind of the, the sentiment was like, yeah, you have a professional team here. If you don't like, it, you know, we can leave. And it got to the point where a lot of people were like, that's fine. Then leave. Like, <laughs> You know, we'll we'll see if we can't get something else here, but you know, we're tired of this nonsense. Um, but we're still going to be fans because it is it's just kind of yep. the nature of the of the beast. And uh, so, it had a chance to fuse kind of that that old that old group of like, uh, but something's going to happen. The shoe, there's a shoe that is going to drop somewhere right. in this this you know nice run that we've got <laughs> going on here. Like, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, like the entire team is going to end up, you know, with, with COVID before the game and, you know, they're going to have to forfeit. Like there's something that horrible that was going to happen. That fan the base way- with the group that is, that doesn't either care about that has become football fans in the last couple of years. Kids, uh, you know, like our, our children that are now starting to be like, Hey, I'm a Bengals fan. This is the team that I'm going to root for. Because I'm not gonna lie, when like as my, my kids started growing up, I told them like, "Hey, you know, if you would like to pick another team, now you need time. to do you need to do it." <laughs> and they're like, "No, like you know, Bengals fan, like you're Bengals fan, mom's Bengals fan, like you know, grandpa, everybody." I'm like, "This is a this has been a miserable existence for a while. Like <laughs> you need to know what you're doing here." And of course, they're too young to really understand that, and so they're all excited. But a victory like that. 
is one that can now bring everybody together, put all that baggage away and, and press forward with what we have and be excited about it. Aaron, how was tailgating? Well, let me tell you, because of the foot of snow that fell here in Athens, uh, we actually stayed in Athens and went down. Well, it's not downtown. It's it's uptown here in the little town of Athens. I uh, went to the bars down there. And a couple of Joe Burrow fans live out there. Or? I mean, there's there's plenty of Athens people who <laughs> love them some Joe Burrow. So we actually hit up uh, a couple different bars. We hit up uh, a bar for dinner and that was too quiet. Uh, so we went to another bar and it was also too quiet when, when, when I'm the loudest by far person in the bar. Um, I, I don't mind being the loudest as should come as no surprise, but when I'm really the only one making noise and clapping and like it, it we had to go to a third bar <laughs> and the, the third bar was, was the winner. It was, it was called the pub. Um, oh, ended up past that place, ended up sitting next to, um, about four college kids um one said he was supposed to be there downtown with his dad at uc or i'm I'm sorry at at, uh, paul brown and um his car broke down that week so he wasn't able to make it um the other two of them didn't really care who won and then the fourth apparently went to high school with joe burrow and that was interesting because he's hammered and he's well i'll tell you i got a story I have the best Joe Burrow. So if they win, I'm gonna tell you the best Joe Burrow story. The best Joe Burrow story. And of course, even before they have won the game, he's like, I, I can't, I can't hold it back. Here's the, here's the story. I knew he was gonna be something special. I was a senior. He was a sophomore, and I knew he was gonna be something special. We were at this party, in, in around here, and it's called Boogie on the Bricks. It was, we, we were playing, we were playing cornhole, and, and I watched Joe Burrow sink one. Sink two, sink three, sink four. And I was like, you're going to be something special. And that was before he ever took a snap. I just, I knew he was going to be special. And I'm just sitting here like, Jesus Christ, if I had thought that everyone was going to be special every time I've seen someone make four cornholes in a row. uh, Wow. <laughs> that was that was his best joke for a story. Athens is... Is uh east of Chillicothe? Yeah, you go through Chillicothe to get to Athens if you're coming um from courthouse. I could have I could have used you picking something up from a dick's out there for me. That's a different story. Go ahead. All right. Um but I mean it was it was it was cool. Like they had you know Bengal shots on special, so of course when they won, line them up. <laughs> um and we did a couple rounds of shots, and of course I blacked out before I could do the nightcap with Chad. Um, just passed out on the couch and slept there until about four thirty in the morning when I woke up and was uncomfortable because I'm thirty seven years old and sleeping on the couch is not ideal. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I I know that it's been a lot of um flash flashbacks for me, like with my dad passing, and I I do I bring this up often enough. Um, but you know, w- everyone kind of went through their own memories of like those who have who have been with you through the ride of this miserable existence as a Bengals fan and those who are no longer here with us to celebrate this win that came as somebody else was there with you through this miserable existence of being a Bengals fan. 
Uh, I know I, I joked early when we started the show that it broke the curse of Bo Jackson, but legitimately that, that was a thing. I mean, we thought it was maybe the, this curse that was broken when the table, the, what was it, the foosball table, but that Woody Harrelson set ablaze um, from the set of cheers. Um, I think there was, there was rumor that that was what the, uh, what the curse was on and that didn't work. Um, that was a thing a couple of years ago, Ed, you can look that up. Um but yeah, I mean, there was for this win to come against the Raiders, and you had uh, Carr, who had been 0 and 5 in games under 37 degrees, now 0 and 6, um, to see it with just the way that this team has taken the new stripes and the just embracing of the fans via um, Elizabeth Blackburn, and the way that this team has really just like embraced the super fans and the king of the jungle and the merchandise i feel like is finally like really good um it's not just like this blah stuff you have everyone making their own individual uh merchandising and just it's been i feel like a complete 180 from where this franchise had been and i i still just tip of the cap to elizabeth blackburn who seems like she's very in touch i know she's somewhere on twitter and no one supposedly knows who she is on twitter but she's watching and she seems in touch with what the fans want what they've been saying and and it's like the the upper management is actually listening for the first time probably in any of our lifetimes I, and i don't know it, it's it's a different product it's a different feel and maybe it's because you have joe burrow and you've realized that this is your cash cow. And so if you really want to continue to build on what you've been doing, which is stealing money from people without them even realizing it, um, maybe you can continue to do so while believing in Joe Burrow and potentially grab a championship or two along the way. And if that's the case, so be it. Because, you know, you have a DJ reader who after the game, he's like, God, I love this place. Who said that as a high profile free agent coming in? Who's ever said that? But we talked about it. We talked about it like in the off season when they started. You know, when some oh, of these guys yeah, started. Hilton. When, when right. those guys all started coming here, and like I know, like we we all kind of discussed. Like, when have you ever heard somebody that says like, "I want I wanted to go play for the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to be a part of the Bengals." And Joe Burrow we, effect. It's the Joe Burrow effect, uh, certainly. But you you'd never heard that like. I mean, you could have had anybody here, it seems like, and they, you know, people just just didn't want to be here to play here. Like, they, they were here for a little bit, and then they'd leave and go do things elsewhere. Um, you know, you got a guy like uh, Hendrickson, who who people are, if you draft Joe, they will come. Thank you. I believe that's probably Chad. Um, but, you know, they've made some good decisions. Uh Obviously, you look at like some PFF grades, and the 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 offensive line is still not good. Um, like you know, at least rankings wise. Um, and Burrow has been sacked a lot, correct? Um, More than anyone else, right? But you look at something like that, and you can look at it and be negative. Um, and that's the old Bengals fan in me. Uh, I would look at it and be like. Ugh. I told you so. See, they're lying. Bad. Um, or you look at it and you can say, well, look what they accomplished 
with a, a line that wasn't, you know, the best. Um, and they're still accomplishing because they're still in it. By the way, the playoffs are going into the second round, and the Cincinnati Bengals are still playing. Um, you guys lead- did send you you did send out your text message to make sure you sent out the first text message that you could as a Cincinnati Bengals fan that the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game, right? Yeah, I did. I saw something the other You're day. On mute, Maybe Ed, still. Yeah, Ed's still muted. Um, I also I think somebody put up a thing that said um, the Steelers. Nobody's like nobody's made a, 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 a Steelers TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if that was you, Aaron, that sent that through, or somebody it else sent it through. But like, no, nobody's made a Steelers TikTok about a playoff victory or something. Um, because their last, their last win, their last playoff win was like January 17 and uh, TikTok came out in September of 17. Yeah. Something silly like that. I mean, right. you can always find silly stuff because obviously now the big narrative has changed to, you know, the Bengals have never won a road playoff game. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't care what you say. Like the, for one, as far as I'm concerned, this team is playing with house money uh, because Outside of probably, you know, some Bengals fans here, um, I don't think anybody predicted that they were going to have, you know, double-digit wins and, you know, make the playoffs and then win the first round. Um, So, I mean, I guess there are some people that, you know, threw some, you know, conservative bets down on it that are now, you know, flexing those uh, (laughs) those bet tickets, which is great. Um, uh, I'm all for that. Uh, But... Nobody thought that they were going to do what they've done and they're doing it. And at this point, screw it. You know, why, why not us? Why not us? Why Why not not us? I mean, they've been, people brought up a good point. The Bengals team last year beat the Tennessee Titans with a hundred percent healthy Derrick Henry. So, I mean, he's coming off a broken foot. It's not an easy injury to come back off of. No, no. it's him. He, 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 he's a he's a monster. The dude is a monster, no doubt. Not taking anything away from him. I uh, saw like a little clip. He caught like a little pass, and then you know, bumped into some guys at uh, at their run through because obviously nobody's going to hit Derrick Henry at practice. Like, well, full and speed, his upper right? body was never injured. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, it's his foot. Um, and obviously not wishing injury on anyone, especially somebody like that, because he was on my fantasy team, and it, yeah. Uh, that one hurt. Oh, by the way, congratulations to me. No. Fantasy football championship. Good work, Ed. So, yeah. Better. I was just, good Good job, Ed. Thank you. I, I placed money in two leagues, so. Oh, we don't we don't play money in this league. Well, there's for, your problem for keeps. Huh. Um, I don't know. You haven't even. What, know what, that what means. do you keep it? <laughs> Pride. All right. Um, Ed was clearly the only one who didn't quit. So. <laughs> and my brother Greg. It's so, a two-person league, Ed. No, it's like there's like ten people in this league. All right, we're we're not going in. Yeah, we're not going there on, on we'll talk fantasy about that football. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, so Joe Burrow. 23 of 34, 244, two scores, no picks, two sacks. Joe Mixon, 17 carries, 48 yards, only average 2.8. Jamar Chase, 
rookie of the year, at least Pepsi rookie of the year right now. I don't know if he's actually gotten the actual rookie of the year here. Um, but nine catches, 116 yards. I mean, and then this defense to stop Derek Carr, to stop Josh Jacobs. They held Derek Carr only to only to 310 yards, but they stopped him in the most important drive of the game, the winning drive, which you wait you said you waited for the other shooter drop. I think we were all holding our breath on that last pass. Oh. Uh, I I think the like the the shooter drop that I, I felt you know, you're you're watching and you got you know you got Mike Daniels goes out on like the first series of the game mm-hmm. injured. And then um Larry Ogunjobi later then on. Then Joby, like you could see him mouth like I broke it when he was laying on the ground. I don't know if that is what ended up being the injury, but that's what it looked like he mouthed. He's on the IR. <clears throat> and then they're like, Well, and Trey Hendrickson is being evaluated on the sideline for a concussion. So you're like, Well, and he's gone. He's game time decision for next and, week. And then like the very next play, Mike Hilton gets shaken up and is like laying on the ground and they're out yes. there, and I'm like here it is like can we just please hold this together through the end like we're losing like everyone is dropping like flies with duct tape and and (laughs) paper clips man go get some guys off that bench. i don't care if you have to run jamar chase out there at this point run somebody put some people out there um obviously you know it, it turned out unfortunate for mike daniels i guess he's he's done for the 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 season ogunjobi's done for the season uh Trey Hendrickson's in concussion protocol but is progressing through it um there's like five stages to that uh some of it has to do with going out on onto the field and uh and showing that you can you know do this those is, things again without any issue this is um, a picture of Larry Ogunjobi at practice today with his boys supporting everybody even though he was placed on IR and I mean, he did have the only fumble recovery of the game against the Raiders. And then did like a little front flip deal? Well, for <sighs> I take it back. The only fumble recovery for the Bengals. Um, Hunter Renfro recovered um, one as well. Uh, his own. But, um, yeah, I mean, I saw a meme, too, that was like DJ Reader going into the defensive line meeting on Monday. And looking around, and it was it was the Will Smith uh, in the empty empty room from uh, the end of Fresh uh, Prince, Prince, Prince of Bel Air, where he's just looking around like, "Don't do Will like that." I think I'm all by myself. Gina's already doing it wrong. Don't do him wrong like that. Um, but I mean, this defense was not supposed to be at the beginning of the season. They they had no stars really, no star power, and it turned into something that stopped the run probably as good as we've stopped the run in, in years. Um, and now of course, you know, missing some of those pieces, we'll see how they're able to patchwork it together for another playoff game. Um, I'm sure right now the Titans love the fact that they had a bye week because they didn't lose anybody this week. Um, what are your thoughts but- on the, uh, on the calling of, uh, uh, Gino to come back and play. I, can you even do that? 
Yes, you can okay. add people. Right. You can add people because you have openings because you placed Larry Ogunjobi on the IR, but they okay. filled that hole with Xavier Suofila because um, he they, came back from IR. So they added they another offensive they, lineman. They released him today. Xavier Suofila. Yeah, they released him and added a defensive tackle from the practice squad. I missed that. Um, yeah, it was earlier today. It's it frees up it, it frees up like three point an, an additional three point one million going into next year though, which they already I think had sixty five million dollars going into next year had, like, or something absurd. Yeah, they have the most cap space of any playoff team, uh, which is you know comforting. Because I feel like they're because I feel like they're going to go spend it. Well, let's never count the Patriots out for money managing and. Don't forget the Steelers are also going to be getting Ben Roethlisberger off their books, as he supposedly I don't rides. Know. I think I think my boy sunset. I think my boy Des Ritter is going to ask for some money. Well, that's not how draft picks work. <laughs> they're they they have slotted amounts that they. That's get. going to be really like, if he ends up there. It's it's going to hurt my my soul. That's another conversation for another day. But all right, so we have to bring up these plays though. The touchdown from Joe Burrow to Tyler Boyd. The mysterious whistle. Oh, God. The erroneous whistle. Um, and even before that, if you if you watched, I don't know why no one's talking about this, but if you watch the replay to, of the CJ Uzama touchdown, I'm not certain he held that oh, ball oh. to the ground. Oh, oh, no. I, didn't think so. I didn't think so either. No one's talking. Why is no one talking about that? They- I think we I got guess, away with two touchdowns. I guess, like on the on the Izama one, like that call should have been from New York. That had yeah, nothing to do with. But anything here's the thing, the field. and and here's what else is weird. So, like, there was there was the um, there was a a catch, and I don't I the Raiders wide receiver, I don't know who it was. He he caught the ball. It was definitely a catch. Um, it was called incomplete on the field, but Red before. Front. But um, before anything else happened, like he like dove, got his fingertips underneath it, rolled over, kept it, whatever. Um, called incomplete on the field. Before they even had to challenge it, um, it was like the, whatever this assisted replay was uh, from New York. They called down. There's like two additional referees that are or, uh, officials that are with each coach that are in like. Uh, black jackets that in case a referee goes down or an official goes down, whatever, but they relay stuff in and out. So, but they get this assisted replay call from, from there. But then a little bit later, like the Bengals, there was something happened with the Bengals. They actually had to challenge it, but it was like just as clear. And there was no assisted replay that came down from New York. So like, like, you know, that's like kind of hit or miss. Maybe it's, just one that they didn't look at. I, I don't know. <laughs> but the, the Izama one, I thought too. You're muted, Aaron. Um, you you saw that right though. I I didn't make that up. Oh yeah, like, I, just, I just rewatched yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, when he rolls, when he rolls over roll. the the backside, the ball looks like it kind of spins out of his hands. But he plays it off well, like he was, you know, like I caught it. I was down. I was done. Yeah, I'll tell Raiders. That's it. Say that they won the whole game then. Um, I mean the Raiders fans are all are all upset. Uh, Bengals captain did a, a decent little breakdown of that um 
erroneous whistle of the erroneous whistle with like you know the average time it takes to react to audio is like 0.17 seconds mm -hmm. the the whistle from the whistle to the catch was like 0.14 seconds so like nobody could have reacted to the whistle so, in that amount of time the only thing i'll counter to that is <laughs> that these people are are not average people correct right they are playing at nfl speed all the time and I'm not going to feel bad because of how many things have gone against the Bengals. Right. First and foremost, Steelers in our huddle. Yeah. Yep. A coach pulling hair. Yep. It's it's about time that we Did, get some of these like little Did Mo say this earlier this year? going our going our way. Like did Mo say this earlier this year? He's like it's about time. For, why why it's about time the the cards play our way. We've always been. Oh yeah, it was when we when the uh, the Ravens got all mad because we ran the score up on them. It's about time that things go our way. It's about time we get to run the score up. It's about time the 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 phantom calls go our way. I'll take it. Yep. Well, then you've got the roughing the passer on the final drive. Well, even before that, let's let's go back to the okay. timeout. Oh, well, can yeah. we talk about can we talk about CJ's touchdown though? His his little his little uh, what what did we call oh. for last week? The icky gritty, the the icky shuffle into the gritty. Um, I, th I think some folks said that he might that he needs to work on uh on both. Um, Gives you an icky shuffle as the Bengals take the lead. And then and then that yeah, so. He I mean, said himself afterwards that he definitely should have practiced that. Nah, I, I think nah. Also, I also think he should have. I'm good with it. I don't care. Like, have at it. Do whatever you want to do out there. Like, as the most tenured Bengal though on the team, um, I, I believe. Well, outside of what Kevin Huber and, and yeah, Clark he, Harris. Yeah, he's the most tenured offensive player. Um, good, good for him to be able to be the one to do it. Um, but that timeout and the ten minute break. <laughs> on a timeout that should have never been a timeout and it was a guy who I, I believe the captain on the field has to be the one to call the timeout not just anybody else on the field and so yes he was out of position well he wasn't i, I don't felt, i felt bad for the raiders that he was the only one with the wherewithal to realize that they needed to call a timeout i was gonna say it and it wasn't because he was out of position it was because they they were they were swapping, the field. yeah men, they were yeah. swapping players and though he realized that the Bengals were going to snap the ball and the guy trying to get off the field was still like standing next to him. <laughs> like he was like that far from getting off the field. Go back <laughs> so and watch the replay. The guy barely gets off the field. So he's, he's still running the timeout out, but just because you're calling for a timeout, if it's not acknowledged, it's not a timeout. You got to be ready to go. So sorry. Right? Like, if if, a, if if an official sees a timeout, they're going to blow the whistle. They aren't going to al allow a play to then continue to the point where uh, there was a late hit on the quarterback that occurred. They allowed the play to go all the way through to that. I mean, it was a it was a first down catch. And, um, it was a pretty a pretty good little chunk yardage play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then you get Joe Burrow gets hit 
uh, a late hit that they then say is was an it was incidental. Last I checked, that doesn't have anything to do with a roughing call, right? Like, I mean, Ever. if you smash someone in the head and you're like, you turn to the official, you're like, well, my bad, I didn't mean to do it. Uh, his head was just there. I was swinging my arm back. Like, it's right. it's still a foul. Yeah, penalty. Um, so they wipe everything off the board. And they say, uh, yeah, I guess like there was like a timeout, like they wanted a timeout. So timeout. Go ahead and give them a timeout. We're just gonna we're gonna run this, we'll run this one back, <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, so maybe go, maybe go back to official school. So I, I mean, the horrible calls went both ways. <laughs> if you're gonna cough, mute though. It's terrible yeah. for audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, calls went both ways and it, it, it didn't feel like anybody really, I mean, of course ours came on some touchdowns, but the ones that got called back against us were long plays I wouldn't even say additional that they, the, penalties. I wouldn't even say the other ones are terrible calls. Like the, the, the touchdown with, with Uzama was just called a touchdown. Those get reviewed. That's on New York. They determined all the way through on that one. Touchdown, right? Did it look to us like maybe they could be like, yeah, maybe not. I think if they rule that incomplete on the field, it probably stays that way. But it was never even reviewed. Like, you know, the Raiders didn't ask for anything. They must not have seen anything in there. I mean, they've got to be looking at it too, right? Well, of course, as soon as New York does it, I don't think you can actually challenge any further. Like, they've already reviewed it. But they, so they looked at it and said, you know, good to go like it's not gonna it doesn't it doesn't benefit you then to 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 try and challenge something if the people you're challenging it to have already looked at it and made one call like they're not gonna look at it again and be like oh no right that makes sense he threw a red flag he must have seen something else like incomplete we'll just try this one again just Um, interesting um and and it makes you wonder i mean of course i've already beat the drum on 60 year old coaches being out there or i'm sorry 60 year old uh referees being out there call me an ages i'm i'm really not I, I don't honestly care. That's a barstool, Aaron. That's that's fine. It's still my stand, and I, <laughs> I, I still stand on that hill with my flag planted. It, it should not be that we have these 65-plus guys out there running around trying to visually and physically keep up with these elite athletes. doesn't make a bit of sense. Um, coupled with the fact that you have these crews that are basically all-star crews put together that haven't worked together. (laughs) And so you have patchwork crews. Yeah. Clear miscommunication. And I I don't know, of course you want to put your best foot forward, but if that's the case, if you really feel like you want to put your best foot forward, NFL, have a referee school. Like you, you are just, you don't, you have so much money. You don't know what to do with. You're paying Roger Goodell a gazillion oh. dollars a year like just create a referee school that's all we want we want to put the best people out there i don't wanna, like i, I don't wanna, i don't get why they why they mix and match these crews um going into the playoffs like when when things matter the most like it, it's obvious it, i mean they we all it, know they they grade they grade these crews so you should take you know your top i mean what are you you're looking at and you're headed I mean, in your head, it makes sense because you're like, oh, we want to put an all-star crew out there with at each game. 
it makes sense in your head until you actually see it when these guys need to communicate. And it's like, it's like the, the tower of Babylon in the Bible where they're all speaking different languages and none of them understand each other. Like, what are we doing out there? Uh, I don't know. I don't, and then I, I don't know. Um, I, I think, I mean, you're probably going to get a couple things that come out of, out of our game alone. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the, uh, probably make the the whistle the timing of the whistle or whatever reviewable. is probably going to be reviewable mm-hmm. um which i mean we're getting we're getting to the point now where it's a little bit ridiculous on the on you know nitpicking things that are reviewable um obviously we yeah we want to get things right if that's if no 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 if they actually wanted to get things right if they actually wanted to get things right they put sensors in the ball and we wouldn't be eyeballing it from the sideline running to the middle of the field to line the ball up every down. Like you would have automatic sensors. You wouldn't have people standing under the field goal posts to tell if the field goal was good or not. There would be sensors. If they actually cared, you would know where the ball went out of bounds because there would be sensors. The thing of it is they don't actually care about getting it right because as soon as you take the human element off the field, you lose control. Hmm? I get the sensors for the field goal. That could that could probably happen, but how you gonna how you do sensors for the rest of the field, like for a first down and stuff like that? I mean you, you tennis? To, tennis does it? Yeah. Right, but it's fixed. Like that's a fixed thing, right? So it's the field. Yeah. The first down mark. Okay, you can say what you okay, all right, I got you now. I mean, you you would have to have I'm it, thinking it of the would, yellow would, line it, that moves, but I it, you could just say First down is the thirty-one yard line. The ball broke. Th- I got you now. All right, cool. It it, it would be an undertaking uh, to do so. It, it's not that they don't have the money to, you know, if the if the actual technology for it is there, they they can afford it. Um, but there's there's technology to keep drones out of the stadium, and, and they didn't do it, so we're good. Yeah, um, but then getting down to like, so you know, we we've talked about. You know, other shoe dropping, things happening during the game. You know, you've got you've got this phantom timeout. You know, is that maybe like a we're sorry we didn't stop it on the other thing, so now we'll kind of give you this. I think that's what it was. What, whatever. Um, did they even? But they discussed the other one, so maybe you know they thought that that whistle wasn't even you know a make needed to be made up for kind of thing. Um, I I don't know there, but you get to the the final drive. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, there was a, there was a comment that popped in. I was trying to read it. Um, You get that final drive and things are all right. Like, you know, you're kind of, you're doing what you need to do. Kind of keeping it slow. You know, they, they've got a, they've got a score touchdown to, to, to send this thing through. And they get a, they get a, a, a decent, gain and then you get hit with a, a uh, roughing the passer and you're like what like this team this is a this is a pretty disciplined Bengals team uh this isn't the same kind of you know Bengals team that we're used to seeing uh head hunting people it he certainly did, he on did the final flip his helmet and anytime you hit the head while Certainly, it, on the final drive, you're not going to have somebody make some egregious, you know, hit on the quarterback. And then they show the replay, and even the guys in the booth 
were like, eh, that uh, I get it. Okay. Uh, I understand like the, the hit to the head kind of things. If you want to talk about incidental contact, that's incidental. You already called uh, roughing the passer back earlier because of an incidental hit. That, I mean, he's he's even rolling his body to get out of the way and clips him a little bit. Derek Carr sold it, and more power to him. He's, like, tapping his head and going all crazy, but, like, it, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that my like four-year-old daughter could have hit Derek Carr harder than that hit. So are we really, is this really like a thing that's happening? And, and in my head, I thought, here we go. They're setting it up. They're going to push the Raiders down there. This game is going to overtime. Like they're going to do everything in their power to make this game go to overtime. Well, and I don't know, like I said, there was contact to the helmet and it wasn't much, but it was enough to, it did move the helmet slightly. Um, it, it, I had no issue with that particular call by comparison, especially after the Bengals got a, an illegal hands to the face against the Chiefs on the last drive to win that game. I'm, I, I wasn't going to bitch about that call. What I was going to bitch about was the timeout <laughs> that was, was, should have never been a timeout. Um, but like I said, I, I think the Bengals got away with some too when, when we talk about the two touchdowns. Um, so it's it's we finally saw some calls go the Bengals' way. I hope it doesn't come back to bite them this week against Tennessee because you know everybody saw those mistakes that were made against the Bengals, and you know you hope that the referees aren't like, well, they didn't really deserve to be here, so we're not going to give them a holding call that maybe you would have called otherwise, or or sets any type of um, any type of just bias against the Bengals going into Nashville. I take it back. I just rewatched it. He didn't even hit the helmet. You sure? I thought um, there was like a finger that hit the helmet. No, like his. His like underarm lands on Derek Carr's like shoulder, and maybe maybe he grazes the face mask with his back as he's like falling away. It is one of the most egregiously horrible calls I've ever seen in my life. Like I said, that one didn't bother me so much as as the rest of them, and it made for a great play by Jermaine Pratt to end the game. Bengals intercept it. Bengals win. They have the 31 of your cars. Coffin nails. Bam, bang, bang, bang. bang. <laughs> so my favorite is the video of that uh, of Dan Horde and Lapham up there, and they're like they're high fiving while while uh, Lapham is saying bam, 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 or whatever. And I I don't know who the guy is that is sitting between them, but he's standing up and like his head's down and not even like paying attention. But literally every bam, he's like throwing punches forward, like <laughs> all excited. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, obviously, because we knew at that point, like things were ice, like they did it. It's and I heard a lot of these like we did it. And it's like, yeah, we we have all just, you know, the majority hey, they, of Bangledom has been in this like the crowd. Drive. Caused- the crowd caused three false starts. Dude, that, uh, we talked about that, that crowd. The crowd that went down there 
was loud, involved. It was a sea like... of orange. It wasn't like terrible towels everywhere. Or <sighs> and I mean, I, I I think you kind of run into with the, with the Raiders being black, silver, and white that you're not they're not going to stand out as a yellow towel would. But tough luck. I mean, it looked like a sea of orange. It didn't look like there were any Raiders fans in attendance outside of what the like seven that you would see lining the end zone when they would show the end zone on a drive or something of that nature. But you love to see it. The Bengals finally get the monkey off their back. Andy Dalton couldn't do it. Carson Palmer couldn't do it. Boomer Esiason's second stint couldn't do it. John Kitna couldn't do it. Jeff Blake couldn't do it. David Klingler couldn't do it. Neil O'Donnell couldn't do it. Don't do my boy John Kitna like that. Ryan Fitzpatrick couldn't do it. No, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the state. He was in. Did you see the the picture of him in the stands of the Bills game? It made me so sad. It made me so sad that he is a Bill now for life, and he wasn't here. He was there. That made me sad. Achilles Smith couldn't do it. Is there anyone else that couldn't do it? Which one else is there? He couldn't do it. Chad Johnson. But Joe Burrow did it. There there was. was... Oh, didn't. uh... The guy so from much. Alabama try once. Uh, JD McCarron couldn't do it. AJ yeah. McCarron couldn't AJ do it. AJ, I said JD McCarron. Isn't that the guy from uh, JD McCoy? You were close. Okay. To... Yeah, I'm throwing all kinds of football guys I, together. I, I let it go. <laughs> but we did it. We finally did it. 31 years. <laughs> Just saying. We did it. All right. Now, now we next week we break the. Uh, the road, pl- out, the road playoff thing. I do want to point out that I'm sure none of this has anything to do with it. But back on June 15th of 2021, I turned 37 years old, 37 being my lucky number. And I did put it out there into the universe that this was going to be my motherfucking year. And since then, the Cincinnati Bearcats have made the college football playoff. And since then, the Cincinnati Bengals shook the monkey off their back. I'm very curious to see where the rest of this playoffs goes for the Cincinnati Bengals. And even more curious to see what happens come March Madness, as this is my 37th year, my lucky number, and my motherfucking year. So, you again, forgot Red's going to do this year. You forgot about Gus Farratt? How about that, too? I also, forget about Gus Farratt. <laughs> Jonathan India walking Ryan around taking Finley. pictures of fans? Ryan Finley couldn't do it. <laughs> Ryan Finley did beat the Steelers. Knocked them out of the playoffs. Jay so. Schroeder. <laughs> Paul Justin. These are all guys. Scott Mitchell. These are people oh, all listed. <laughs> They're There's all a listed. name. Wow. All right. That's exciting. Jordan Palmer. I know you were impressed with the Neil McDonald out of my. That, the, the, the Neil, Neil McDonald O'Donnell. when you when you hit O'Donnell. Neil McDonald that was that was that was really good. I was gonna say Gus Farratt. I second guessed myself. That's why I had to look it up. Neil O'Donnell out of my back pocket. You, I know you like that one. Um, well done. So again, it's just good to see Tennessee Titans up next. Derrick Henry, we'll see what, what's left of that foot. We'll see what's left of it. I mean, it's not like they've been bad without him. They're playing another Saturday game that seems to be our lucky playoff number. I'm just saying, want to know with Joe Burrow at the helm on Saturdays? I'll take it. And just gotta leave a, him Broadway girls alone. And there's and, a apparently a pretty big, uh, pretty big. Nashville Bengals football yeah, club bar that, thing. That bar was insane. It was wild. And apparently Bengal Jim is like doing a thing with them. Good. He should. He should give them all hugs. Uh, um, Ed, you brought this up earlier. 
uh, Joe Mixon not running the ball very much. Yes. Um, again, 17 times. That's, that's a fair amount um, for him. Uh, I think I mean, he's usually somewhere around that 20-25 mark. Um, what I will say is I don't know. They, they got conservative in the red zone, um, but I think this was Joe Mixon's game to, or I'm sorry, Joe, Joe Burrow's game to win. They let Joe, they let Joe cook. People have been saying all year that they wanted to see Joe throw the ball. You win or lose with Joe. And that Joe today or, or on Saturday was Joe Burrow, not Joe Mixon. That said, um, if the, that, that pass he had over the middle to CJ Uzama, you saw how locked in, Joe Burrow was because that's the smallest window I've ever seen him hit a pass. That was one of the best passes I've ever seen ever by anyone ever. I mean, it went over the guy's shoulder between his shoulder and his head. Like he, he heard it come past his head into Uzama in like the, unreal. Also the, the, the throw on the, on the, the erroneous whistle to throw falling out of bounds across his body, a dart, to Tyler Boyd. Like he was so locked in. You're not going to take the ball out of his hands to let Joe Mixon run. And Joe Mixon wanted to score. You could see that in the one screen pass he had where he was doing everything he could to get into the end zone. I think he wanted to be the one to actually drop the icky gritty. But um, he's always got some wild touchdowns. I think I think the game dictated that you could not run the ball with Joe Mixon while Joe Burrow was so locked in. And then you see him after the game with the sunglasses. And the question I want to pose to you two, I know we have talked all season long about Joe Burrow's confidence. Has he crossed the line from confident to cocky? Nope. I don't think so. I mean, he he was rocking some Britney Spears 1999 like Sometimes I run, sometimes I hide. Sometimes Some I'm scared of you, the, the, but all the, I really want is to hold you tight. Just to hold yeah. you tight, treat you right. right, be with you day and night. You're welcome. Nope. Baby, all I need is time. Uh, but yeah, baby, all I need is time. But he, he, I, I disagree wholeheartedly with both of you. I think he is absolutely. If he's not our guy, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like. That 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 picture right there tells you he has crossed the line from confident to cocky. I swear to God, think, Michelle had no, the sunglasses think, in two thousand two. No, I think when thing. you say, but I think when you say, I like, think it's a tear. I think I think he lost a bet. Like when you say when you say cross the line, like that that comes off as like a bad thing. Oh no no, no. I I'm I I'm here for arrogant Joe. Absolutely. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying if he's not your guy, you're pissed. Like if this was they, Lamar, they, sure, you they, remember they, Lamar Jackson wearing the the um whatever the kids are wearing these days, the, the ones that roll around your face and all. Oh yeah, vipers. Yeah. Th- thank you, the pit vipers. He, he's wearing those on the, the sidelines. The ones Gronk wears. <laughs> um, you, you know we we've seen. I don't know that Ben was ever cocky outside of beating the law, but that's a whole story, different story for a different day. Well, he day. got cocky on that motorcycle. Oh, there is that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, we, we've seen, we've certainly seen Baker um, flirt with the line between cocky and confident. But again, like if this isn't your guy, you're, you're not a fan. 
unless you're seeing through it and being like, man, I, I, I kind of wish that was my guy. How and can then, you not? How can you not want that to be your guy though? Like he, he comes out, you know, I, and I think like, I can't, I can't take this as my own joke because somebody else like shared it repeatedly, but like the interview after the game where he, I don't even know who the girl was that was interviewing him, but it was like, yeah, what do you think about this? And he's like, yeah, it's great for the city. Like, but to be honest, we expected it. And then they like, they cut in. That was today, I think. They, well, no, they, he said it after, on the field after the game because then they do They did this like splice where they cut right. in, they cut in Talladega Nights where he's like, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Like, <laughs> like this is all I can yes. see with this guy, you know? Yeah. And, um, cause, and he's, he did say he gets to, all those vibes. I remember that now. To, to, to Ed's point, like he did kind of reiterate it today. Like this is great for the city. It's awesome. Should have happened sooner. And I, I thought it like, would happen sooner. Yeah, I thought it would happen sooner. Like what? While you were rehabbing your knee, like just gonna wheel him out there and take snaps. The no. full um, quote. The full quote was: "I think the fans were very excited, but I tried to downplay it because this is how it's gonna be from here on out. This is the standard." the bare minimum going forward. When I heard that today on the radio, my way home from work, I was like, it was one of those chilled moments. I was like, I thought you were going to say you almost ran your truck through a brick wall. Well, I would go through a brick wall. Oh, not the truck. Put the truck in that kind of danger. Huh? I I am here for, for arrogant Joe. I love it. Um, We were all here for arrogant Ocho Cinco. Why not be here for? Eric? I don't think he was but, arrogant. I just well, I mean, he was wasn't he wasn't fun. at this? Yeah, he was fun. He wasn't the, this level arrogant. But come be gone, putting putting on your own gold jacket, and that was when he was doing a different celebration, just trying to raise the bar every time. What I'm saying is, it's like just saying it's almost the same thing as Chad Johnson in different ways. We were all here for it, and I'm here for this as well. And when you when you bring up like you know Chad Johnson to see all of like the former players that have been here before Chad said like Uday bitches <laughs> that were like that were that were tweeting stuff out like yeah you know, Willie Ander- did you go through the Willie Anderson thread of all the people celebrating in their living rooms and no, like at the game I watched it for that. probably an hour and a half just I just watching w- everyone's 10 second videos of like the play starts Jermaine Pratt inter- intercepts and you have grown men crying on the floor you have grown men crying in each other's arms you have just kids, kids going nuts kids going nuts you have like family celebrating together it was like it was the most feel good thread i think i've seen and willie's like you can't help but feel good like you saw even um carlos dunlap celebrating that they got this i imagine with geno atkins who doesn't ever post anything and all of a sudden his kids are out sledding and making sure they're wearing Bengals gear. And I know his name has kind of popped up in some circles this week um, as the Bengals have been down defensive linemen. I don't, I don't think at this point it's, it's happening. Um, I'm sure it was talked about, uh, but in any case, you know, he's still out there wearing Bengals stuff. Um, obviously, you know, like we said, the Chad Johnson, uh, TJ Hushmanzada, like they're all out here and they're just like, you did it. You did something that we couldn't do. You did it. Yeah, no, it's it's great to see all of the all the former players and whatnot that are that are tweeting about it or you know going out of their way to say something and make it known that you know, it's nice to be a part of this organization which you've never seen before, right? Like people leave 
and it's kind of the end of it. Like they don't, they don't ever mention it again. Like you know, forever Boomer Esiason was like, it seemed at odds with the organization for whatever reason, but they've like brought him back in. You got, you know, like just, that's, it, why, it, that's why I thought it was necessary to bring up the Carlos Dunlap thing, because even the way he went out for him to be like, you guys did it. Um, I missed that, know. but that's nice to hear. <laughs> missed the whole Danny Graves down here at the bottom. I I yeah. also missed Danny Graves there at oh, the bottom. And, and that brings in that brings in like even like cross you know like obviously the Reds account and everything was like putting stuff out, but then like Jonathan India just like that brought him up. Like he was yeah. like strolling through all the different like tailgates. There was a, a picture of him like shotgunning a beer. Like just he was with a everyone. He smiled yeah. in every picture. He he was down there just being a guy, just being a dude. He had, of course, he had club seats, uh, oh. as well he should. Rookie of the year, um, him and Tamar Chase. I hope they're best friends. Like at some point, <laughs> I just hope they're best friends. I don't know. I'm excited about it. This weekend's going to be awesome again. Uh, I, I think either way that it turns out, I'm I'm looking at things a lot different as a Bengals fan now. I will say for anyone who still prior to this weekend said that we should have drafted Panay Sewell over Jamar Chase. Panay Sewell doesn't get the monkey off your back. You don't get into the playoffs with Panay Sewell. Not, not this year. I'm sorry. And, and he may very well end up being like a, you know, once in a lifetime kind of lineman, but we've got, we've got other plans. Well, one of the things that I saw that was interesting, and I'll, I'll end it on this note, uh, 1991 was the last time we won a playoff game. The connection was 9-1. to one. Coincidence. Yep. Just saying. Saw that rolling around, too. So, so who day? Who day? Who day, bitches? Right? Speaking of talking <laughs> like that, uh, Billy Hamilton was at the game, too. <laughs> I just see that. I did see that. Um, so the Bearcats, they uh, they have made some moves this week. Finally, Bearcats football is that what Bearcats we're about? football has made Bearcats some football. moves this week. Finally, um, you have seen Gino Gadouli promoted from quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator. Not official, but it's been announced. Oh wait a minute. Oh hey! Look at this guy. Hey, hey our regular insider. That's 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 seven hundred WLW Chad Brendel right there. Fifteen. God damn it! That's twice I screwed the pooch today. I'm out. Game See 30. you guys. Gained a lot of <laughs> listeners today. I, I told you guys I was tired today. A lot of people were really happy that I was on. I saw that. Thought it was a great show. I left work early so I could watch it. Listen to it. I saw him coming for you on, on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Love you too. I just like the people who, as soon as Mo announced that you were in for him today, they just start lighting Mo up. Like, yeah, anyone would be better than him. Why would you even put him on the radio? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, hello, controversy builds <laughs> listenership. You silly idiots. <laughs> You know, I, you know, I guess I'm not for everybody. 
<laughs> Certainly not Xavier fans. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they, you know, whatever. They'll get over it. So, Gino Gadulli promoted from quarterbacks coach to OC. That is uh, the first news that came out uh, yesterday. Um, and also came out with the Pete Thamel sourcing that he was the one calling all of the calls last season offensively. And makes you wonder what Devin Brock was doing out there. But um, before we get into that, we also had Walt Stewart coming in, uh, former Bearcat, going to be working with the defensive line. Well, that's um, not that's not well, official line, yet. Linebacker sniper is not official. Again, just announced. That's that's a Bearcat yeah. journal. It, nobody's announced that yet. That didn't come out from Pete Thamel yet. No. Oh, he, he's I, Aaron. I, come he's on, Aaron. Easy, Aaron. I, easy. I just, I just assume he's. Breaks, he's, I assume Aaron. he's come on, talked, Aaron. I assume he's already talked about everything. Some well, things. You, you take it from here, then, Chad. Uh, Kerry Combs <laughs> in. Mike Cummings. Side Jesus. Mike Cummings, offensive line coach at Central Michigan, in. Geno's OC when he was at Central Michigan. They had a pretty yes. decent little line up there at uh, Central Michigan this year. He has done a really good, like, they got two guys that are in the senior bowl on their offensive two, line. Two two offensive line, yeah. So and uh, he also back. was the leading running back in the country, leading, leading yards in the country. Um, he also, remember, there was a guy that played at Central Michigan. His name was Eric Fisher. Oh yeah, I, I, I believe he was. Either. I I believe he was drafted with the uh, number one overall pick in the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> and was that reported or is that a BCJ thing too? No, that what's was your, reported. What, what's that your reported. source on that? <laughs> the uh, the NFL draft. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the NFL draft was my seems legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's done a really good job developing tackles specifically. And look, I love Ron Crook. Aaron knows I love Ron Crook. Aaron loves Ron Crook. Same. Ron, Ron Crook is an amazing human being. But what I would say is if you watch Cincinnati against Ohio State, if you watch Cincinnati against Georgia, if you watch Cincinnati against Alabama, they've got to get better on the offensive line to compete at the elite level. Bigger. Bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, it's a Kanye song. I think I've heard it. I was just about to say that. Yeah, we already that's 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 Britney, so don't I think kill me. You can only make me stronger. That's why I'm better than you, Ed. I said it first. That's like the kids' pop version. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it's somebody that if Gino's coming in, you are getting a guy that has a decade of experience being an offensive coordinator a decade plus of experience being an offensive coordinator to work with him. Um, so there's, you know, look, man, this is big business. There's tough decisions that have to be made. This was a tough decision because I, Ron Crook is, you know, he's an, o, he's an OG when it comes to Luke Fickle being a head coach at Cincinnati. This wasn't easy for anyone. And by all reports uh, that are out there, he he's still staying. They're looking for a spot to, they're they're working through possibilities. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, like my, I never told you. My guess would be if he can find a place that will hire him, uh, you know, a, a suitable landing spot as an offensive line coach, 
that he would do that. Uh, If not, like this wasn't like a a nasty parting of the ways, right? Right, This was, we just think we need to go in a different direction, go in a different direction, but not even necessarily that we just need to, to take that next step. We Luke fickle talks about being a top 10 program. It's not us. Right. To be a top 10 program. You have to go against Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, State, and be able to stop their defensive line. Because those dudes, those dudes are freaks. They're six foot five, two hundred and sixty pounds, and they run like four four forties. They're they're legitimately like the the joke in Dazed and Confused. If you guys watched, uh, Jeff probably has not a Dazed and Confused guy. Dazed and Confused for so long, it's not true. No, nope, Um, nope, that's not it. Uh, it's a, a movie about the seventies that like the high school football culture, it's a and the one coach. It's a class. I've seen and, it. and, and, and the one coach is like, eh, ran six foot four, ran a four, three 40. Like, that's what they look like. They're, like they're freaks of nature and you've got to have an offensive line coach that can recruit and develop to stop those guys. That's the last step for Cincinnati. Right. Because, but, but did that guy sign the paperwork in days and confused? No, he never signed it. I may play ball, but I'll never <laughs> sign this. <laughs> now I got to go get Aerosmith it up. tickets. Now I got to go get Aerosmith tickets. Top priority of the summer. <laughs> you no, know, now me and my loser friends got to go get Aerosmith tickets. Yep, there it is. Top priority of the summer. I, I've never seen it. I just heard. I, I read the quotes. Um, <laughs> okay, man. It's the debut of Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Right? There was a Ben Affleck was in that movie, Matthew yes, McConaughey, Joey Lauren Adams, Parker Posey. Great flick. Great flick. Um, but that's that's the next step, right? Because even if you look at the Alabama game, Cincinnati's defensive line held up. They gave Alabama's offensive line a lot of problems. Well, we talked about it. My Jay Sanders made some money against yeah. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> The offensive line is the next step. This is an attempt to address that issue. I think I think Maje went from a fringe third day guy to a second day guy, bar none, against Alabama. He'll be in the second or third round. I, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt Stewart. What's odd? Odd is that Walt Stewart, like two weeks ago, was uh, named the defensive line coach at Arkansas State. And they just named a new one today. They named a new defensive line coach. That's that's hmm. that's strange. Huh. That's strange. What's Jones, like, Jones just likes him some defensive line coaches? <laughs> Does that just make a, a light bulb? Maybe a light bulb? Like that's like that odd. thing right the red thing with the claws right above your head? That's kind of yeah, what it looks right. like. Bing. It's almost it's almost like Walt Stewart's not the defensive line coach at Arkansas State anymore. Huh. And huh. They didn't say anything about it. I I keep an eye on Pete Thamel's Twitter tomorrow morning. <laughs> that was a that was another good one that uh, that Pete had. Where I mean, he's obviously had some good ones over the last couple of days, but uh, he were where he put out the the thing like you know that Gina been promoted, like that Luke Fickle says that he's you know going to continue to call the plays, yada yada yada. Obviously, Bearcat Twitter like. Went up in flames for a while, and then somebody tweeted back, and I, I think it was in your tweet. It was like, "Well, what's his source on that?" And 
Chad was like, I'm pretty sure it says he spoke to Luke Fickle, who said that he's going to continue to call the place. So the source would be Luke. one Luke Fickle. <laughs> they asked me to outsource Luke Fickle. I know uh, Pete said he got it from Luke Fickle, but I'm going to need to hear it from Chad. Like, that's the power of the BCJ brand now, right? I, I, I know the most respected national college football writer in the country said in the tweet that Luke Fickle told him that Gino Gadulli called the plays all last year, but I'm going to need Chad to confirm it. The, the nah, guy who Chad ain't said it to board yet. It ain't real. <laughs> right? nah. The guy who ESPN hired away from Yahoo Sports. <laughs> right? <laughs> Has a house well, in the water. I, I even saw a guy today say, we haven't seen any, and this was on Twitter as well, we haven't seen any of the local guys talking about it for a year. How did no one know this was going on? And no one to told that? us. It's like, you think well, they wanted that public? They're, they're saying, well, we saw Denbrock holding the sheet and talking into the mic when there were plays going on, we saw Dez frustrated with Denbrock on the sidelines several times this season when things weren't going right. How do you say that it was Gino when all signs indicate at that point that it was Denbrock? He was he was texting it into him. That's, that's you know, not how that works. You know who the voice was in the headset? I mean, I know where you were going with this answer, but I just wanted the people to hear you say it. But go on. Uh, I know who was in the box and who was on the field. And the new offensive coordinator was in the press box and the old offensive coordinator was on the field. Here's, here's my, I put this on the board. I don't know if I've said it out loud yet. It's the same way Zach Taylor and, and Callahan do it. Yeah. Here, here's my thought process. I don't think people understand how much the Georgia game kind of, rearrange the whole big picture, right? Because let, let, hypothetically, you see that, that 54, 53-yard field goal misses, right? You see beats Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Desmond Ritter goes pro. Myjay Sanders goes pro. Kobe Bryant goes pro. <laughs> like, we, we go down the list on that, right? And all of a sudden, this season is the reload, right? And now maybe Mike Denbrock makes a different decision in his talks with Vanderbilt. Gino Gadulli moves up to offensive coordinator last year. Um, you know, who knows what happens with Marcus Freeman in that, in that scenario. Yep. Well, but that's the thing, Jeff, like, think about this. Did you really want to go into with everybody that had announced their return? No Marcus Freeman, no Mike Denbrock. Like you're bringing in a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator in a season where all of a sudden you have 35 seniors and everybody's back and it's time to like, okay, well, we almost beat Georgia. We got Dez, we got sauce. We got my we got Kobe Beavers to Blanco, like, you know, Brian cook, like Wiley, Alec Pierce, Lenny, we we got we got what we need to take a shot. And that changes what last offseason was supposed to look like. Yeah. Right. Because Gino Gadulli, remember, was hired at Central Mission to Michigan to be their offensive coordinator 
for the 2017 season. And Cincinnati came calling and said, come be our running backs coach. Leave an offensive coordinator job to come coach running backs. And then for three years, he elevated to quarterback coach. The simple progression was Geno to be offensive coordinator last year. Or to go somewhere else to be an offensive coordinator. But, but Cincinnati didn't want him to do that, is my point. Like, right. The, the, they groomed him to be the next offensive coordinator. And the reality of what was possible this season meant everybody had to sit down and say, okay, we know what the long-term plans were. Now we need to readjust and figure out what the long-term plans now are going forward. Which involved, clearly, Gino getting a year of experience calling plays. And I look, look, I would love to have told you guys four months ago that Gino was calling the plays. Nobody talked about it. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, they don't have to, though, right? Like, I mean, it's no. not something that we expect to, them to come out and say, like. Here's the other hey. thing. It's a question I don't know to ask. Yeah. So Why now every you? year, so now every year, the second game of the season, I'm going to be like, hey, uh, who's calling the plays? What's up, man? Who's calling the plays? Are you telling me the truth? I don't, I don't know if I believe you. DC? Like, OC? Who, which one? You, gotta, you don't understand. People on the internet are, need me to confirm this. I mean, you could say it, but until I confirm it, it ain't happening. And I have to confirm it because... They trust me more than Luke Fickle. Clearly. Well, Doesn't happen go. if I don't confirm it. <laughs> Believe it or not, that, that barn that Luke Fickle built, it wasn't for recruits, it was for Chad. That's where I'm at. Right. That's why I haven't decorated. <laughs> right that's where him and Kelly. That's where him and Kelly moved. Xday <laughs> on the Arn Bay. Ed. <laughs> I mean, Jen's you were just late because you were throwing up hoops in the barn. I got you. It's, that's my bad. Xnay on the Arn Bay. Yeah. That's on me. Um, I have that. I, I know you glossed over it, and we've we've talked at length about Geno, but Kerry Combs um, coming back to Cincinnati, and it took – he's not even been formally announced, and now there is a five-star cornerback, also one of J.Q. Hardaway's teammates, who has placed Cincinnati in his top schools well after he was supposed to announce, uh, which was what, I believe – January 12th, he was going to announce his commitment. Um, obviously, some things were in the mix. He has tweeted about all day about Cincinnati. He has tweeted in the past about his love of Kerry Combs and how he's different, who's been with him from the start. And it's very interesting now to see the number 18 kid in the country talking about Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on that, Chad? Uh, we've been we've done this dance before with some highly rated kids. Uh, generally, when they take a, like when they're on campus, wake me up when they're on campus. Okay. Yeah. Look, this is a kid clearly that um, was recruited to Ohio State by Kerry Combs. Has a very close relationship with Kerry Combs. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull up the picture of of AJ Harris 
and and JQ in the uh, in the tweet that they put out where they're together, but instead you have Carrie Combs doing snow angels in the confetti. What's better? Uh, well, I mean, that's a solid question, Ed, because <laughs> this guy's awesome. He's awesome. He that is. guy's awesome. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. <laughs> West Side Jesus is good for business. Um. <laughs> um, Can you confirm that? Yeah, I, okay, I, good. I, I'm excited to have Kerry back in town. I, I think it's a great it's a great spot for him. I think he's going to be energized. Like the man's never been fired before. Not right. Not. Like his pride's his pride's stinging a little bit. What, now, yeah. was he actually fired or was he just not retained? Semantics. <laughs> Don't look at me what, like what that, Chad. Here's what, was, here's Again, what he was told, Jeff. It's not us. Or it's not you. It's it's us. Here's what he was told, Jeff. You ain't got to go home. But you don't have an fuck out of here. But you don't have an office in the football building anymore. Right, you got you gotta get the fuck out of here. Like that's a guy I think that's going to be energized, right? Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's a guy. If you that, look at any pictures of that man, he—he he, I don't not think that he needs to be extra energy, right? I was like, going to say I don't think there is a picture of him anywhere where he doesn't look like he's got energy. He is a walking can of Red Bull that has been shaken by <laughs> like a sure. robot, not stirred, shaken by a robot. Like that's but that's who he is. Not like the eight ounce can, right? We're talking like the no, the, the big one, the, the 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 one that's too big for your heart. Your your heart should actually not be allowed to consume that particular can of Red Bull. <laughs> His head's gonna explode. Look He's how red, red it. He literally is that. He literally is the GIF of like the red cartoon thing that's head just explodes. <laughs> with, yeah, with with flames oh, from uh the yes yes that's, that's him. That Disney cartoon or, yeah, or Pixar or whatever. It, it, I don't know which one it was. That's him. Yes. That's who he is. But special teams coordinator, cornerbacks coach, I think it's brilliant. I, I think it's it's a perfect move by Luke Fickle. Uh, so as you are restructuring the staff. He's filling in two open spots in, right? Because we lost our special teams. Okay, so here's the thing. Brian Mason was special teams coordinator and he coached the sniper position. Okay. Coordinators always have a position they coach. I think this is where people get kind of confused. Um, they don't just coach, like, they don't just coordinate the one thing. Well, even like, like Freeman, when Freeman was here, he did linebackers. Yeah. Trestle's here, he also does linebackers. Yeah. Gino does quarterbacks. Gazintite. Quarterbacks. Thank you. I'm exhausted. It's been a long I got. I've woken up at 7.15 this morning. Hey, you want to do radio today? Like, no, <laughs> but I will. Um, so Brian Mason coached special, special teams coordinator, and he coached snipers. And Perry Eliano coached cornerbacks. So when the two of them left, you had two jobs with three responsibilities. So now Kerry is coming in to coach special teams and corners. And somebody else is coming in to coach snipers. Not tonight, which is, is close to the line of scrimmage. And maybe he had a job somewhere else coaching the defensive line yesterday. Maybe. Maybe. Sounds 
bear if you probably if you want to know the name go sign up the bearcat journal i'm sure it's on a board somewhere it's at the top of the thread or top of the board <laughs> in a thread named coaching intel it's there you go. like it's there all of the information everybody's like i need the info and i'm like i'll go to half baked again you remember did you watch half baked ever jeff no i think i have all this extra time chad damn narcs I swear to God, I guess. there's a scene in Half Baked where they're selling weed and they just happen to be sitting on the porch smoking a joint. Okay. And then all of a sudden Snoop Dogg shows up and he comes over and he sits down and he's like, Hey, won't you give me that joint? And he smokes the whole joint, the whole thing in one puff. And Jim Brewer, do you know Jim Brewer? Goat boy. That movie has Jim Brewer and Dave Chappelle. And Harlan Williams. Oh, goat boy. Good old goat boy. And, and yeah, and 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 Jim Brewer's like, you know, we sell this. And Snoop was like, oh, that's too bad, man. I just stopped smoking yesterday. And that's how I feel a lot of times on Twitter when people ask me for premium information and they're like, I'm poor. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I, I'm still not going to give you the premium information. I'm sorry. I mean, I think like three quarters of the time out of the year, it's like a dollar. No, <laughs> we do us like once a month for like three or four days. We'll do a sale, or you can do like a, like a, you get a month for a dollar, and then you have to pay. Yeah, that's what I'm full saying. price. Like you can get a, an entry level, but don't don't tell people to like cheat and get the subscription for a dollar. Get all of my information during the most important month of information, and yeah. then leave. Jeff, you get, what the fuck are we doing I here? Say, I didn't say then leave. <laughs> you don't get you the added perks. The then leave. You don't get the perks of Paramount Plus if you if you go for the cheap route. <laughs> it's it's so <laughs> about his Yellowstone. I've never seen I've never seen Yellowstone at day uh, because he's still waiting for to have to pay so he can get his Yellowstone. We I comped you. Have you have you tried? Yeah, it doesn't work. I think oh. it's because we're, I, I think I think probably because it's still it's unreal. Yeah, yeah, it is what it I'll, is. I I'll still enjoy. It. I'll check I just that. I just scroll the boards, right there. and then I then I get overwhelmed when there's eighty seven thousand new posts, and then I have to go away for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that pain. <laughs> Trust me. I start making now, a post in the now, bag, and then I'm like, I was really oh. excited. I was really excited after the Bengals thing for Mo to write his first article. I did read it yeah, really good. Big time. Really good. That's, that's why you hire Mo. That, that, that's another plug for Mo Egger. If you guys don't know who Mo Egger is. <laughs> He's an up and coming writer. In Cincinnati. <laughs> Young guy that does a really, really good radio show, but sometimes he takes it or he like has to switch schedules or takes a day off. And the guy they have in for him sucks. I hate that. That's awful. I found out last night he was in Wichita when he wrote the article. I feel like if he was in Wichita, it could have been a little longer. <laughs> you are the person that you hated on the fucking message board today. You're right. That's You're what right. you are. You're right. Somebody on the message board today was like, can you give me, oh man, can you give me uh, <laughs> like, 
like the cliff notes on all of the audio and video content you do <laughs> on no on all the video yeah yeah, not even yeah, on, on audio. On, all the video. on everything that's not written, we're gonna need we're gonna need Cliff's notes so I, I that need, I, I don't have points. to listen to or watch it. Bullet points. I don't. I'm not gonna read it. I'm not. Or I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna listen to it. Here's the beauty like, of this: we can talk shit about him all we want on any not video platform yeah. because he's not, not listening. listening. <laughs> Our sponsors would not be happy to find out that we're just putting on the board <laughs> the Cliff notes, the Cliff notes, so that nobody had to listen. Why is there a picture of Mo picking his nose on the internet? For fun. Oh. Wow. Don't oh, no. Ed, don't you dare look up young pictures of me. Oh, <laughs> I don't have access right now, Chad, to the the referee picture. Good. Oh, Were you man. a high school referee? <laughs> no. Chad. No, I used to do a TV show, and part of that TV show was uh, I wore a referee outfit. It was it was basically I created uh Tony Reale. Around the horn. I created what? around the horn before there was around the horn. I was a referee. I had a panel. When they would say dumb crap, I would blow a whistle and penalize them and mute their mic. They stole and your idea. Six months later, around the horn was on TV. So yeah, they stole my idea. Oh. They did. Yeah, see, you can't find any, can yet. I wasn't looking. Okay, good. I hear a lot of mouse clicks, Ed. That means you're looking. That's not me. That's Chad. <laughs> what? So, um, any anything else you want to talk about with uh, the new coaching changes and all that? I mean, I know you've you've hinted at who you think that they may go with with tight ends, but that's no, I did not. Nothing that you're. I did <laughs> no, not no, you, do that. You. I gave my opinion. You, you, Oh, your God. opinion. I'm sorry. Your opinion, and I, I know who that I think we who I would pick, who who it should be in your opinion. Fair. I, I, who I would pick. That's what I gave my opinion on. Is that posted on the board, Chad? <laughs> no, it was on the uh, the nightcap brought to you by Galactic Fried Chicken. It was one of the bullet points that never made it. Yeah, it was oh. one of the bullet points that that asshole can shove up his ass. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> and that. Is a part in the punctuation exclusive. Yeah, I wasn't skinny then, though. Like, that wasn't that long ago. That was still a 513 shirts hat. That was the trucker hat. Um, so, yeah, I'm talking, there's pictures of me at skinny, like 135, 140 pounds. That was before you started eating galactic fried chicken, though. <laughs> it, was before, it was before I had a kid, and I got fat and gray. Fast. Fast. Thanks for a 4340, Ed. Me too. What happened to us? Ed, Ed never ran a 4340. Life. Ed never. Never, ran a never not once. Ever. Also, uh, it, it, there, there are unconfirmed um, claims that Ed was flying a drone down at Paul Brown Stadium during the Bengals game. So, brick by brick, exactly. is, brick by brick is how we describe his uh, high school basketball career. Stop. My exactly high school basketball like career was actually not a lot of bricks. There was one ejection, one suspension. <laughs> of course there was. Um, my high school career is pretty good. Brick by brick. Can neither how many, confirm nor deny. How many points a game did you average, Ed? Eh, two. Oh, well, shit. That's a bad we're talking about, game. You're pretty we're good. About, well, yeah, we're talking about six to seven rebounds a game, though. That's like brick, a former like, Bearcat that's at Wisconsin. Ooh. 
are you are you counting rebounds like in the layup line before the game starts, or are these just like in the in the actual game? No, in the actual game. Okay, brick by brick. By brick. In the layup line, I was still grabbing a pretzel from the session stand. How many of the rebounds were your missed shots? Yeah, we go fifty percent. Was that, <laughs> was, that was that Tommy Hines? Who was the coach when you were when you were there? Tommy Hines. I didn't play for the high school team. I played rec league. Oh, there. It is. Oh, gee, oh my God, good Ed. Coach Tim Egan. Huh. Dude made me. Dude made me. I missed a rebound once in practice. He made me. He made me uh, race his daughter full court <laughs> until I could beat her in a timeout. No, during practice. Oh. And made me. How many times did you lose? To her. All of them. A, a good a good amount of times. I got her one time. She, <laughs> I think she felt bad for me and slowed down. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I don't think there's much left in terms of the staff changes. Uh, Kerry Combs did come in today, and all of a sudden, five-star cornerback A.J. Harris, uh, who plays at the same high school as J.Q. Hardaway, is tweeting about the Bearcats. Uh, to reiterate, Aaron, we will – continue to track that situation and cover that situation. I have seen situations like it before many times. Yeah, AJ Styles is, was flirting with us pretty hard back once yeah, upon I a think, time. I think there is a, an opportunity. Uh CC Jefferson, if you go old school Bearcat Journal, you know CC Jefferson that played defensive end at Florida. Um I'm not saying I'll believe it when I see it. I'm saying when the kid like comes up here and is on campus and you know an official visit yeah or even like does he come up for a camp does he come up in the summer like once stuff like that happens then it's serious he's right now is he 23 or 23 yeah 23 so he and jq know each other but they didn't play together because he just transferred to the high school JQ was at. Now JQ is at UC Already as an early enrollee. Right. But clearly watching them tweet and f- back and forth together today, they are friendly. They know each other and apparently know each other pretty well. So there are connections and we'll see how it goes. Right now, I'm not going to jump out of my skin about it because I've seen this happen before. We're going to take a calm collected reasonable approach and if jk or jq gets aj harris up here to take a visit then we'll freak out we're getting more trolls in the youtube chat than we get on our bearcat nation chat right now uh at least you didn't have a nazi we ran into that um on on one of the one of the podcasts yeah we had a nazi what class is that guy what class is that kid in 23 23 so he'll be a senior this coming school year. Okay, so he's still got a full year high school football. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's a junior okay. right now. Okay. The pipeline to Phoenix City, I mean, you have to consider the fact that obviously UC knows his head coach as they did recruit and, and get the commit from JQ. Um, so the, the pipeline there is certainly open, and the addition of Kerry Combs doesn't hurt any of that. So that's where we're at on coaching staff changes. Coaches are out on the road. 
Mick Walker's all over it. They had a uh, they had a junior day of 12 local prospects that were on campus on Saturday. There's an article on Bearcat Journal for that. Um, basically, just go to Bearcat Journal and spend your money. Sure. Jeez. Yeah. Come it's on. worth it. Yeah. There's some info there. Spoken by three guys that get, you know, the subscription for free. I paid for it to start with. <laughs> I paid it first. I, I, you, I know I'm kidding. Can I not joke? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, not on this topic. <laughs> not it comes from. It is worth it, though. And I said that before I got a comp subscription. You did, yeah. because you didn't think it was worth it. You didn't think it was worth it. And then you signed up, and you're like, oh, crap, there's a lot of info on here. It's pretty good. That's but true. You were skeptical. I was. I, I told Aaron numerous times, you know, I thought that message boards died in the 90s. So now I'm They're alive a and well here in, in 2022. Well, what did Sam, uh, uh, Mark Twain say? Yeah, we're behind it. Twenty in the city times. So, message message boards are hot in the streets in Cincinnati, Jeff. How would Mark Twain not know? I thought he said Huckleberry Finn, but huh? There was a basketball. There was also a basketball game that happened, Aaron. I don't know if you know about that. There was basketball game too. State. I've already talked about it a couple times. I'm willing to do it again. Good. I, I, I've said it a couple different times, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I watched that game and have no idea how we won that game. Still. Heart determination. Clear we stay eyes. hungry, we stay power. Clear eyes, full hearts. Intimidation. Yeah. Domination. Yeah. Celebration. That's well, I know I know Chad Chad brought it up at at the beginning of the year, uh, after they had, you know, I think it was after the uh the Illinois game, and then like we, they kind of stumbled a little bit after that, um, and it was like if if the the other teams had started to quote unquote at that point figure out like if they can come out and match the intensity level of UC, that it, it makes it a lot easier to to get one over. And I think UC in that game eventually was able to 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 bring their intensity level above that of wichita maybe wichita just ran out of steam at towards the end i, I don't know but i think they, they, they rely on their starting five a lot yeah. like there's not a lot of depth there well uc obviously uses 87 guys so <laughs> yeah but they play with they play with like determination it's like you see coach uh that guy on the sideline and he's like he's out in the he's out on the court wanting to to guard people. He's 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 fired up. And when you do that, it gets your your guys fired up. What Who's the West hell are you talking about, Wes? Thank you. Well, yeah, Wes Miller. Yeah. He's the By the way, coach. what does Wes Miller drive? A car. Uh, I don't know. Probably a vehicle. Ed, why are we worried about? I think I saw him at Hyde Park on Saturday morning. But what uh, was he driving? Uh, it was a Lexus RX three thirty. I would say that probably sounds about right, doesn't it? I would think so. It could be. Everything. It looked like him. I was picking up a t-shirt for the Bengals game from Cincy Shirts. And I mean, they, they started off in the, the first half. They were cold from three. Very cold. And then, then they, they turned that around. So well, it, They hit better. 33%. They hit 5 of 15 from three. Um, the second half was much better, 5 of 11. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it at length, but David DeJulius, again, leading the way with 18 points, but you got some stuff from, from some of the, the guys that you wouldn't necessarily expect guys off the bench. Hayden Koval put up a season high 13 points. Super impressive. That guy. Very good game for Hayden Koval. And especially in a game that you had locking out, um, you know, Odie gave you some great minutes. Adu gave you great minutes. Adu, Ado, Adu, Ado. Uh, they yeah, all had blocks. They all three of them had blocks. Um, Hayden and Adu, Ado, and and uh, Odie. Odie. They all gave you the Odie block was. <laughs> well, he had three. He had three blocks. I mean that. He... Yeah, but you know the one I'm talking about, where the guy nope. came right at him and he yeah. just jumped straight up and like spiked it. He, he put a Jordan Thompson on it. For him to get three blocks in ten minutes of play was super impressive. I, I, I thought Koval, like they, they brought it up on the broadcast a lot. Um, actually, I think for like three three straight possessions down the court, they brought it up um, with his ability to to get outside and and mess with the the uh, like the defensive set and and open up open up the the lane uh, yep. would because you have to defend the fact that he can shoot a three ball with some regularity and some ability. Um, Three of five. Well, the uh, Udazi, the big kid for Wichita State, is a, a, a guy that plays near the rim. Yeah. So Generally it, speaking. Yeah. He doesn't He doesn't want to come out and play at 22 feet. So it was a good strategical move by Wes Miller and, and Hayden – made it you know three threes to like reward his coach for you're going to use me as a mismatch like if he misses one or two of those Bearcats are in trouble he ended up with more minutes than either of his counterparts uh more than Odie Odie only had 10 uh yep. more than Aduado who only had 17 he ended up with 18 off the bench that's where that that little flex lineup that they put out there I mean that it, it benefited them greatly because, like you said, I mean, I don't even I don't know how to say his name. Udezi was clearly uncomfortable having to move from just jumping up and swatting balls out of the air. But that was where you got to see the aggression that's been of late from Micah Adams Woods. That was where you got to see David Julius creating his shots. That was where you got to see John Newman creating shots, and and John Newman was another one who had you know, some great minutes, some, I mean, he only finished with 10 points, but those were 10 important points, especially some of the threes he was knocking down to, you know, tie the game or, or get a lead. You know what else I was here for with, with John Newman? He was getting ready to check in uh, towards the end of the game. And David DeJulius. That was towards, towards the end of the first half. Was it towards the end? Of, okay. Mm-hmm. It was towards the end of something. And yep. he's sitting there. I knew like, it was towards the end of something. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's at the, he's at the table. He He's, He's pumping up the Julius out there. Like he's clapping Julius. Yeah. You got this. You got this. You got this. And I'm here for that. Like you didn't see that last year. With that was that was actually he was he was sitting there to get subbed in and never got in because they they ran the ball to the end of the half. Oh yeah. I did remember that part now. Yeah. But yes, he was he was there pumping him up. The other thing I noticed is my guy Mikey Saunders, he is fast as lightning. I think nobody can can take that away from him. But when he gets to the rim, like he he just goes too fast, and he gets to the rim, and he doesn't know what to do with the ball, with that speed. 
Well, that was one of the things that Wichita State did very well was taking the left side of the rim away from him. And that was some, I mean, one of the things that Chad and I have talked about um, this week already is, is just the fact that Wichita State game planned very, very well defensively for Cincinnati. And that was why the bench points from Hayden Koval and the bench production from Odie and the points from John Newman, that's things that we aren't accustomed to seeing because we're normally used to seeing uh, Jeremiah Davenport be the second leading scorer. And he was awful, to be quite honest, offensively. Um, but he was he was there still hyping everybody up and, and never quit and made a big shot there at the end finally. Um, but they, they game planned very, very well and Cincinnati had to counter and they did so off the bench. That's well summed up. I mean, I just go back to the fact that they, I thought it would be the adjustment that they made that was thrown in, you know, being willing to just put somebody out there that obviously like, I don't feel like he's had a whole lot of minutes this year. Um, and, and just kind of riding Koval in the. Relational. Like so, there've been a couple times where it's been like, you know, we're, we're riding with him. Uh, he's got a couple blocks, like you know, protected the rim. He hasn't uh, had 18 well minutes yet though, right? Um, I think there might be one or two games where he has, but it hasn't been many. Yeah. But th- there's been a couple times where they felt like he's the right matchup. So they've, they've kind of gone with him. None in conference play. I don't think. No conference play. He's been pretty quiet. And that's the other thing I would say though, Aaron, um, in conference play, don't look now, but Mike Adams Woods and John Newman have been major factors in conference play. Yep. They're both up over double digits. They're hitting threes. They're spacing the floor. Like, yes, everybody is focused on DeJulius and Davenport, but Mike Adams Woods and John Newman have also been, since conference play has started, pretty important factors. Well, and to that point, I mean, that's been the biggest gripe on Micah Adams Woods over the course of the last two years is when he has shined, it's been just few and far between. And now that he's kind of getting that aggressive nature and, and being one to attack the rim or even shoot the three and, and kind of feel like he can do those things. Um, right. That's, that's just not something we're accustomed to seeing from Mike Adams Woods. So he's, he's also still leading the country in the, uh, the assist to turnover, turnover margin yeah. by a pretty long shot too. I mean, he's like 5.3, 5.3, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's still that like you know you you feel like you can start to get a little bit excited. Like I th- I think I saw that they they moved up somewhere in the net to like fifty nine. Uh, they're number two in the conference in net. So right, I think whether well, they're like fifty nine, Houston's like four. I think. Yeah, Houston's really good. Although you know they barely beat. Uh, they beat the snot out of South Florida tonight because they stink. But how did you against Tulane? They barely beat Tulsa a couple nights ago, which that's who's here Thursday night. So, oh, we don't get to go to Tulsa this time. Uh, not Thursday trip? night. I, I think there's a there. I think there's a return game at Tulsa. Are you going to that game? Not, not Thursday get, night. You say get to go, Ed. <laughs> we we we. Talk I just want to know if Chad's going to go to Tulsa. But we talk about this once every no. six months or so, and the answer is always no. 
Ed. Chad's not Ed. going to Tulsa. Ed, I'll make you a deal. You send me? If you pay for me, no, oh. not you. If you pay for me <laughs> to fly to Tulsa, you have to cover airfare, hotel, and food. February 12th. No drink? I'll cover my booze. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Can we can we not do airfare? Can we do a bus ticket? No. no. <laughs> and when we're talking about food, like when my brother played volleyball for Mount St. Joe, he got like a $5 stipend for uh for dinner. So you, where are you going to eat for $5? A stipend? Isn't that what you do to like a gas tank? That's siphon. I'm talking about a stipend. It's stipend. Is the word. Oh, yeah. You mix the two words. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Any anytime we get up around anytime we get up around two hours on this show, it totally just falls right off the rails. <laughs> I'm creative. I'm creative. I create new words. You we, pay for we me. Know. You pay for me. Airfare, hotel. Uh, I'll eat fast food. I, I'm okay with that. I like uh, dollar menu. Yeah, no, Bucky's. No. Uh, Bucky's is there? I don't think there's a Bucky's in Tulsa. I might have to drive to Texas to go to Bucky's since I'll be close though. Oh, you have to get him a rental car, too. That. I'm not paying for that. Oh, you are? No, that's if you the... want me to go to Tulsa, there are consequences, Ed. <laughs> let, me, let me go ahead and uh, check my uh, check my business manager. and see. I think okay. Ed's got 60 seconds of AEW he needs to get in here before. Uh... It's about that time. Give me a hell yeah. If you're ready, Ed. Are I you am ready. ready? You got your I am ready. I, my notes are right here on the screen. Oh, I mean, I, I didn't know because you didn't you didn't drop them last week, so I didn't know. But well, if you're uh, ready, your time oh, starts. Your system. In three, two, and fly. Okay, so I did AEW's dark matches from last night uh, because I did not set the thing up right. Anyways, yo, Mark Henry's a commentator. That's all right. Uh, Sidel reminds me of Marty Janetti. He was a pretty cool flyer. Uh, the refs are much like the NCAA basketball refs, useless. This match reminds me of a match that was sent to me uh, that proved that wrestling is not fake. These dudes are flying around like the Nutcracker musical, just timely and on point. Oh, shoot. The match is over. Matt Seidel won. Uh, match number two. Oh, shit. There must be Reds fans here at the taping. They're doing the woo. They made a big boss man reference. Big boss man was so cool. I always wanted to be him. Uh, shoot. This match is over, too. Uh, match number three. J.B. Cole and Tim versus the Gun Club. Apparently, the Gun Club are now called the Ass Boys. That's weird. Uh, these two dudes really grew <laughs> up in wrestling. Uh, one of them is on a new reality TV show. Speaking of DX, I heard the Road Dog was released from WWE last week. Will he come to AEW? This was a pretty good match. Way to go, Gun Club. I mean, Ass Boys. And time. Wow. Well done. You, you actually, it. you did it. I never want to hear you say ass boys again. Ever. Thank you. Thank you. Did Good you just award yourself a microphone? No, his wife did. Yeah, she oh. did. Good work, Ed. Thank you. All right. I don't know what what's wrong with fiber optics, but I swear I set AEW to record, and I'm mad about it, too, because... Kelly uh, just came in. She's like, why are you clapping? I said, what just happened? Oh, Ed, Ed finished his whole 60 seconds of... Uh, AEW uh, on the, the on the time frame. <laughs> the whole Brendel house is upside down now, Ed. Way to go. Way to go. I tried to explain to her what happened, 
and she looked over at the TV and she goes, oh, Florida State Duke 65 65. She didn't care one second, one second of. I'm me glad because you said only had 60 seconds, and I want to make sure. She was not wrestling. All right. Well, that was another episode of Part of the Punctuation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gus Farad couldn't get it done. And no, he couldn't. 31 he years. Curse is over. 31 years. No, Curse Kelly is over. Smith. Get it out of here. Get out of here. He has no clue what's going on right now. <laughs> Again, that was another episode of Part of the Punctuation. Thank you to Chad Brendel for taking some time out of his evening after having to do the radio today and whatever shenanigans we get into all week long anyway. Um, for Jeff Howell, for Chad Brendel, for Ed Mayhall, the self-proclaimed best producer, also the rogue drone in Paul Brown Stadium that brick by brick, it's and been... not down with that. We got two words for you. That was another episode of Part of the Punctuation. We'll see you next week. See ya! Good boy!